0: I don't know, I got my my bubbly ready, got my champagne all set. I got my
1: Aurora 20s all ready.
2: Do I have notes for this? Did you watch it? Yes, I did. I watched it three times. Why? Did I watch it recently? It's a different question.
1: (laughs) Everyone's so angry. God, what's going on, everyone? We're about to review a shitty movie. Okay,
0: um, good (laughs) evening and welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast.
1: Okay, (laughs) slow down for one second. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa, whoa. Jesus.
2: I am the host. You took a snort cocaine or what, man? I haven't started the time
3: Start
1: over. Please, I don't understand.
3: One, two, three, go.
0: Good evening, and welcome to Three and a Half Gentlemen, the podcast, where three of the four hosts provide a refined and intellectual analysis to moves from our private collections, and one who tries desperately to keep up. We'll let you decide which host is which, but for now, my name is Sean, and with me, as always, are my co-hosts Jeremiah, what up, old sport, Eddie,
3: hey, old sport, and Brandon. Hello, old spice.
0: With every review, we tell you how many drinks it takes to get through each movie selection. At the end of the podcast, we'll rate the movie based on a scale of zero to five. Zero is the perfect film you can watch Stone Cold Sober, and five is a terrible movie that you must be blackout drunk on Dom Perignon to enjoy. Or drugs. Ah, in our uh, addition to our review, we generally pair our selection with a cocktail that we hope will enhance the viewing experience. We invite you now to shake, stir, Burr. or mix the cocktail that we've chosen and settle in for what we hope will be an engaging review. Uh, with that, Brandon, what, uh, do we have to continue our literary ties this evening? Old
3: Sport. Tonight, Old Sport, as we continue movies based on novels, Old Sport, Sport, (laughs) we jump into a classic story that everyone had to or should have read in high school, Old Sport, named The Great Gatsby, written by the one, the only, F. Scott Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald. Old Sport. Gatsby follows Midwest native Nick Carraway, played by the one, the only, unfortunately, uh... Jake not not that there's better. more, um, but no, we wish that there was one <laughs> Peter less. Parker, Toby McGuire, <laughs> who arrives in 1922 New York in search of the American Dream. Nick, a would-be writer, moves in next door to millionaire Jay Gatsby, played by the handsomest eyes. Oh, if there was anyone to sing over,
0: it's Leo. Beautiful,
3: amazing. So one of my favorites is—I mean, not one of my. One of my favorites is Leo, but my favorite favorite is Brad Pitt. And if they only did a movie together.
0: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. That's
3: right. Once Upon a Time in My Dreams, Once you mean. Once Upon a
0: Time in My Long-Ass Movie. And he Continue. lives
3: across the bay from his cousin Daisy, played by Carrie Mulligan.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: that's, that's
3: Marcus Mumford's wife, and I love Mumford and Sons, and I love Carrie Mulligan. I love you. Yeah. Uh, and her philandering husband, Tom, played by Joel Edgerton. Thus, Nick becomes drawn into the captivating world of the wealthy and elite, and as he bears witness to their illusions and deceits, he pens a tale of impossible love, dreams, and tragedy.
0: Eddie, take us through the cocktail.
2: Thank God I don't have that part. Um, You butchered it, Brandon. As we mentioned, with each sport, <laughs> old sport, <laughs> each sport, each movie. As we mentioned, with each movie, we old try sport. to pair the tone, <laughs> fill, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail. I can't even say this anymore. I don't. I don't like this part anymore. I
0: don't. I don't want. Old sport. You can take over my my hosting Come duties. Come on, old I'll sport.
2: As we mentioned, with each movie, we try to pair the tone, fill, and overall impact of the story of a cocktail. Sometimes the drink will be referenced directly in the film, and other times the drink will be simply inspired by the film. Tonight, since Brandon Brandon has taken the lead on this cocktail, Brandon has the drink. All right, old sport. Come on, I old was sport. thinking
3: of bathtub gin, but instead we're going to be enjoying a bottle of champagne. There's no better, no classier <laughs> way.
0: <laughs> I just stopped up here, here. Oh, okay. oh, you spelled it wrong. <laughs> you got it right. Oh, I thought it was hey, no. champagne. Yeah. Jump high now. Um, There might
3: be an E in there. I'm not (laughs) sure. I'm not a French teacher. keep going. There is no better, (laughs) no classier way than to celebrate a movie based on a novel so steeped in American literature. Is it not American? I would say that I didn't write that, and I would say, listen, guys, we're doing champagne because we're talking about rich people in the 1920s. Grab a cork, pop the shit out of it, watch out and duck.
0: And by the way, champagne sneaks up on you as we're learning quickly. And jump into it. And if you guys
3: are like me, Add a little bit of fruit juice. I suggest <laughs> mango nectar. Yes,
1: Strawberry. It's
3: amazing. We don't call it champagne. We Instead, we mm. call it a... Anybody? Old sport. To
0: give you a little background on our selection process. you called it an old
3: sport. <laughs> a wine cooler, like your favorite drink? Oh, God, I love wine coolers. <laughs> I just had a pina colada one from Seagram's, oh, and it's
0: amazing. To give you a little background on our selection. for this second season, we'll be reviewing movies that we, however tenuously, can link together by theme, actors, or subject. Again, we are trying to... <laughs> By yeah. If we had um. What? <laughs> don't look at me. Is that right? That source? Yeah. Which one? Again, <laughs> uh, yeah, we are trying to keep to our mandate and review movies that shape how stories have been told throughout time and even how they might be told on the future on screen.
3: We, so... should, we should have a Brian Cox grouping. <laughs> grouping? It's okay. been a while since I've had a it's Brian Cox. It's been a while.
0: In. Favorite person is uh,
1: Nickelback. S- He's
3: like this
1: shirt. <laughs> <That was> no, will <laughs>
3: That was a is, is, is <laughs> is, We don't pronounce it. So, yes.
1: So we won't be talking about the movie straight or through. You, Instead, oh, we'll, we'll let our conversations flow naturally. That said, we'll be touching on different film aspects, including plot, characters, direction, director of photography, and anything else that might come up. Like cinematography? Director of photography. <laughs> I guess it. Old sport.
0: Old sport. All right, let's. Uh... <laughs>
1: so can we just add that cinematographically, uh, Boz Larman is an acquired taste.
0: He is, but I I, I
1: appreciate
3: no. <laughs> it. No, he, he is. I mean, if you look at all of his movies, they're so stylistically the same, right? Frenetic uh, camera movement, crazy editing, fast. You can't even keep your eyes on it. It's so movie, it's... or I'm sorry, it's so uh, music video-ish, right? It is
1: a music video, like you're on drugs.
3: 100%. Now, now, Sean, you mentioned to me a couple times uh, how you think this, this movie could have been good and that is to turn it into a well, musical. The first okay, first could've of all, good. In order to
0: make this movie good, the first thing you do is just burn down everything that started it. All the 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 script, the 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 themes, just get them all down. But I think that it could have been better as a musical in Baz Luhrmann's Uh, Style Style He
3: he does it great Moulin Rouge Yeah Right And Moulin Rouge is fantastic
1: 20 minutes only saw the first 20 minutes of it
0: You could have taken great 20 songs 20, 30 songs And really done something special with it It, What happened was To me It was all choreographed to be set up to be a musical And then there was just no payoff And it was like every five minutes It was like Oh No It made
2: actually great money though Because I feel like you had the, the you had the leading actor leo well leonardo yeah and then you had toby Maguire, and then you had what the fuck has he been i don't know but all of a sudden i mean it made 300 Bot's office was 353.6 million
0: yeah I, did. I i'm not arguing about the 7.7 uh,
2: 7 out of the 10 out of internet movie database but 48 yeah. in rotten tomatoes but we're, we're
3: talking yeah i mean it's rotten and all, i all think all
2: of a sudden now we talking about-
3: I wasn't talking about finances. I'm talking about quality of the film. Yeah. Um, no, I, I, think, I think it's something that, um, it's, a mo- it's I'm sorry, it's a story that we've all heard about. We've all maybe read it. You should have read it in high school. Um, I mean, I, I know uh, I talk about this a little bit, but I, I'm a high school English teacher. I, I teach American literature. Um, I teach The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby is my second favorite book of all time. I love it, 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 which is why this movie is so disappointing to me. And I think it's something that the reason why it's brought you know the money in that it does isn't just the Leo you know factor, which I think is there, but it's also something that everybody's at least Heard got of. an in, yeah some kind of uh, interest peaked. They got a connection it with not. it. Yeah. they got
0: a connection with it. They know that it exists even before it was made. Let's put it that way. Yeah, that's
3: a good way
0: to say it. Um, I was really looking for so this twenty twenty. I had a very, I have very high hopes for twenty twenty. I was going to read ten classic books.
2: Still have time,
0: and one by Brandon
3: Daly. and one by available Brandon on Amazon, <laughs> <laughs> so in I, all countries. I started I out
0: roaring cover. with The Great Gatsby. It was the first book I read, and I enjoyed the hell out of it. I thought it was twenty twenty is not done yet. It was fantastic. It was great. Like five I really, months of being quarantined, I really, so you have time. I, really, I really loved it, and I've I've actually read four books since then. So I've, I'm, I'm about it's June. Yeah, five books. I'm not. I'm not that we're, bad.
2: We're in August now. <laughs>
0: <Shh>. <laughs> I was like, "What?" <laughs> ah, not that far behind. Anyway, my point is, is that um, this is the first time I've read it because I didn't read it in high school. I didn't pay attention in high school. High school was dumb and stupid. I skipped um, that month. Yeah. <laughs> never, uh, so this I was the first to... time I, I I had read the book, and I was so excited to watch this movie because I thought, finally, with you know, with Leo and all these good actors, that it would be something special, and it wasn't.
1: I was really hoping for so much for this because, right, Leo Don DiCaprio, you know, it's like, this is our very first movie, by the way, in this podcast that we're doing a Leo, uh, Leo DiCaprio movie. And I'm like, shit, I wish we were doing something more than <laughs> this movie, you know, because his, his career is so fucking amazing. But I just was kind of left disappointed. And I don't know if it's because of the story of itself, if that's how the story is, that you're just, it leaves you like just sad and shit and everything like that. Or it's just because it was like, I don't know what I'm watching. Am I watching a movie or like Sean or like Brandon said, am I watching a fucking music video? And it felt like a music video like two thirds of the time.
3: So, okay. So there's a couple reasons why I think that this movie didn't pan out. And and I know I'm kind of getting ahead to, you know, the the voting, I guess, or the the drinking. Um, But there's a couple things. Number one, I think you're right. This movie, or I'm sorry, this story is a really sad story. It's devastatingly sad. And Baz Luhrmann brings his style to it, which is upbeat and crazy and everything's happening. And, and yet I think it worked for Romeo and Juliet and I think it doesn't work for this one. Because this one, you know, Romeo and Juliet is in a lot of ways um, not a super sad story because we don't really feel it as a tragedy. I mean, we, we can talk longer about that. But this is a real tragedy, right? And we can't approach a tragedy like this story Going all crazy MTV. Okay, so there's that thing. And the other thing, and I, I'm not one to say that uh, usually not one to say that a movie is made or broken on a, an actor or an actor's performance. But I think that in a lot of ways, one of the absolute reasons or one of the reasons why I absolutely can't stand um, this movie in a lot of ways is because of Toby Maguire. Now I'm not yes. a Toby Maguire fan. I think that he is is great in one movie. Sea Biscuit.
2: Oh great movie.
3: Sea Biscuit. Uh, but I think that Toby Maguire is is a bad actor. I do. I have no problem saying that. Toby, I'm sorry, but I think he 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 takes the kind of the the role of of Nick, and Nick is kind of this meek and mild person. So I guess Toby works on paper, but on screen, I think that Toby
1: detracts from everything we see. You're so right about that because I, that was like one of the flaws. I was like, who would have been better cast in that role? I'm trying to figure out who would have been a better cast, like Joseph. Uh, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt Levitt, could have you know. been no. Um, no so okay, like, so know.
3: so Nick is Nick is this he's this completely wide-eyed, uh, doe-eyed guy who's out of his element. So like I said, on paper, uh, like an I Anton, think that, yeah, Anton. Tom Holland. I mean, just just from a yeah, okay, just from just just Tom someone Holland's a little bit young, but yeah, too yes. young,
0: but innocent and sweet. And kind of doesn't know what's going on, being drug into a world of wealth and, and corruption. And what yeah. this movie, uh, what All the wrong. movie, what the movie failed at miserably. And this is, uh, and Brandon, correct me if I'm wrong, because I've read yeah. this book once, and I'm yeah. not by by That's no good. means am my literary. I, w- I can talk honestly, anything. Great Gatsby book so, forever. For me, in the in the book, the wealthy people in the parties were a product of absolute boredom, and uh, the characters were almost. Going through the motions of being rich and so bored out of their mind with their lives that they were looking for something different.
3: Yeah, totally escapism at its complete finest. Right. And it, yeah. it
0: wasn't partying to party. They didn't actually, it almost like they didn't like to party. They felt it was their obligation to party uh, in, from their status. And then you had Gatsby, who was, you know, you said it was tragic. And I, I don't think this is that tragic. I think that it's. It's kind of the way life is. Yes, there was a love lost. Yes, they waited 5 years. Yes, she married someone she didn't want. But at the end of the day, she ran off with Tom. No, she she left with Tom. She she chose to be she chose not to change because it was easier than to change.
3: Right, let, let me let me clarify for all of you who haven't read the book and to, <laughs> to don't know what what the story really is supposed to be and where the tragedy is. The tragedy isn't that he doesn't get the girl. The tragedy is that he's spent his entire life and wasted his entire life pining after something that should never have been, that he should have moved on in life, that he does absolutely everything he does, right? He throws these parties, he makes it rich. He he makes it rich illegally for this girl who is such a kind of a, a, a you know, phantom in the night and just goes away because she is so selfish and so self-centered that we see that this is what happens when you cling so heavily to one
0: singular ideal and you stop living life. And he does have a great line that he says, I would have been a great man but for her, but for mm-hmm. her love. Right. And it's like that that was the only thing holding him back from being mm-hmm. kind of achieving what he wanted to achieve was, was so her. My, yeah,
3: yeah my, my last little English teacher rant, um, because like I said, I, I could go on forever. But please, read this book. Read this
1: book. Don't watch the movie.
3: Um, but listen to our podcast.
1: But the line you're talking yeah, about the is line, like, like, you know, they're only – There are only the pursued, the pursuing, the busy, and the tired.
3: There's that one, yeah. And then, you know, kind of the cornerstone of this entire book. I'm going to call it the book, and and the movie too. But is when Nick says at the uh, the end of the party when um, when Daisy goes, he says, "You can't repeat the past, right?" And without failing, Gatsby turns and says, "You can't repeat the past. Of course you can." And so that's what makes it tragic is that Gatsby is trying to recapture something from his past and not allowing himself to move forward. And ultimately, when he dies at the end, spoiler alert, he dies as somebody who's never actually truly lived beyond five years ago. Right. Um, and, and so when you have that really heavy, I mean, that's heavy shit, right? So there. I understand the tragedy. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't know. But, but I mean, yeah, yeah. But, but I didn't but mean it's it heavy. was a tragedy
0: in the same way that Romeo and Juliet right. was a tragedy. Yeah. So you have this philosophical tragedy, maybe like that. Yeah.
3: And you do it in such a, a, an MTV way,
0: I think it detracts
3: so much from the power of the story.
0: And if there's and one Toby thing... And Tobey Maguire's in it. And, well, and if there's one thing... I, I tell you what, it's like the, whoever would cast this movie got together the rogues that... Are the bane of my existence, the worst actors on the face of the planet, and yeah. put them all in the same movie except for Leo. Well, I think Joel Edgerton a, actually yeah, He, think, he yeah. fits the nineteen twenties. I hated group. Joel Edgerton. I didn't like uh, Jason oh, Clark. Jason Clark I didn't oh, like okay. I mean, Isla Fisher. Really she really irritates me. That's the, I, I think I, that was the I thing I think my, she actually nailed the character. Uh, I thought Carrie Mulligan she was ugly. I thought wow, I know she's beautiful. No, Michelle Williams should have been in that role. I'm sorry, Rose. Michelle Williams. I, 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 I mean, that's
1: that's a that's a, good, that's a great cast, but I actually did not have a problem with uh, Carrie Mulligan. I fact, she I actually did the role really justice. I, yeah. I didn't Mulligan, think I I she Joel acted was I just fantastic. didn't think she
0: was pretty. And to me, when you have Leo, when you're going up against Leo, the age difference was absolutely just. It was hard. It was it was bad. It was just everything about it. Well, it felt like Leo was an Leo old man. Leo not have been cast in a cast with a bunch of young. Bad actor. Yeah. So just a lot of people
3: when they read the book and they see the story or they hear about the story, they think of them kind of in their 30s or their late 30s, early 40s. We're talking about people who are in their you know 28 to 32 is what we're looking at. Right? Gatsby is probably about 30, 32 ish, and yet you got Leo who's I think he just turned 45. Yeah. Is something? I mean, he and I know it's Leo and I know he's handsome as hell. I know it. Oh, Leo was not the problem with this movie. No, but at the same time, I think you're right that when we see. Kind of what they are and what they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be about the same age, right. and yet there is that age discrepancy that just kind of throws it off.
0: And and the constant voiceover from Tobey Maguire is like nails on a chalkboard for me. It well, just
1: you don't like narrations, and I can only imagine oh, how fucking hardcore. God, that it just
0: kept flipping going the whole movie. And he read the when I read the book, I put certain emphasis on words and read the you know read the words that were wonderful. The way he read it was just like juvenile and infantile it was just i don't there was something about the way he read it was just like have you read this book before have you have, have you engaged
3: with the text it really pisses me off because i think that the book is is perfect i really do um and they added this bookmark right or i'm sorry these bookends where you have the beginning and the end with uh with nick in this sanatorium which is never in the book right the book is about yes that you have this character who has uh, lived through this and written this book and I, I love the fact that they try to give context to why Nick would have written a book because in, in the first you know, page and a half of the book he draws attention to the fact that he's written this book about this guy named Gatsby and so I love that they've given context to why he'd write the book but at the same time to, to make him an alcoholic, to make him somebody who's suicidal and depressed makes zero sense in the context of the story.
1: Let's talk about the music, bro. Uh,
2: it was really good. No, it was good. It's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't even know where to start with, but the music was honestly—it was. I, I actually, that's one of the smaller parts of the movie that I enjoyed was the music. Um, but I feel like it was overplayed real fast, uh, like how everyone was saying. Like it was uh, it became a music video. I did like it made you enjoy. Like I, I wonder at this time if the music was like that back then, but I feel like they had to throw a little. Uh, R and B or rap vibe to it, uh, just to enjoy the the swinging of the dancing. Uh, I don't know. I f- I feel like overall, within 20 minutes of the movie, I was like, okay, I'm kind of over this. Uh, how this party life was. I want more more you're substance. Over the, yeah, you're over the, more substance. The I agree. with Toby Maguire like how Brandon was saying that this movie, uh, I mean, he's not the actor for that uh, for that role. Uh, I felt like the only reason he was in the movie is because him and Leo are best friends. Yeah. That's what you should feel like. Yeah. So
0: getting back to the music, um, I, I think they should have committed one way or the
1: other exactly.
0: And this is my biggest criticism. The 20s has the greatest music ever made. The 20s is beautiful trumpets they have mm-hmm. I mean it's this is music I listen to literally on a daily basis. Um, you would <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: If they had just gone and said, okay Jay-Z, w- w- let's let's wholeheartedly go Jay-Z the whole movie or rap the whole movie. I would have appreciated it more, but instead they kind of peppered in new artists and then kept the old jazz music, and it didn't really find it didn't find, it didn't find I, a, cohe- a co- co- coherent. But I think theme. the
3: idea is to say I, I, I get what you're saying for sure that they should have gone one way or the other. I like the fact that they brought in the Jay Z. I like the fact oh, they brought I, in because what it's doing is subconsciously or consciously they're saying the problems of the 1920s are the problems of now with with this this kind of driving to success and to monetary success and to becoming rich. And I mean, in a lot of party ways, lifestyle. that's the party lifestyle. In a lot of ways, that's kind
0: of the... I would have almost much rather them take this whole story and bring it up to 2020, use modern rap music and make it a modern glam movie with... I mean, even if you could even throw an African-American lead. You could even make it racial. You could, you could do a lot with it because it, the story has a lot of themes in it. You could do a ton with it. And I just felt like they hodgepodge it together, like there was, they, they didn't know what they wanted.
1: I would actually just admit that Lana Del Rey's, you know, that, that song, you know, Young and Beautiful, I think that is actually one of the best songs of the past 10 years from a movie soundtrack. It was fucking phenomenal. I think that movie, that song stands out, and I actually really think that it supports the film on a lot of ways, especially when, you know, Daisy and Jay actually get together and whatnot.
0: Uh, I will say this, though. I have the same criticism that Eddie had during Good, Bad, and the Ugly is that they played it every 15 seconds over and over and yeah. over and over and over. It's like, okay, do you have another
2: song? Or yes. it? <laughs> I enjoyed the first time. But,
1: yeah, uh, it's kind of like the Breakfast Club when they play, you know, Don't You Forget About Me. They use that as the score, you know? And I think they use that as part of the score for the film.
2: Brandon, does it go hand in hand with how. Uh, Jay Gypsy is trying to have parties, and he's trying to... The only reason he's having the party is to try to, to... Lure her lure, over. Yeah, to, across yeah. to the, the, the way of the lake.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I, I, think, I think the disconnect of the movie is in the outlook... From the book is in the outlook of the characters. He was partying to try and lure Daisy over. Daisy and her club were just... They were so... Vapid. They were so into themselves and into their lifestyle that they just couldn't. I don't know. How do you explain it, Brandon? Because it's almost like they were they were so caught up with how rich they were and how much of a status they were that they wanted
1: to. It's their lifestyle that it was just so about. Yeah, we, I mean,
3: it, we need to think kind of of the historical context of this, right? This is during Prohibition when alcohol is illegal. Um, even though you know alcohol was flourishing and being sold, you know behind counters, which is how Gatsby made his his millions. And so you have this, you know. I mean, like as we're looking historically, we have this this post World War time where everybody's like the world's perfect, and so we're just going to literally just drink away. Women were coming into, um, you know, their own rights, and you had uh, suffrage going, and, and you, you had also women, had like a sexual awakening, yeah. sexual awakening, and you had women. Who were dancing, which God, you didn't dance like they danced, right? You didn't dance the Charleston because that's so sexual. And so you had all these different things and you had this outlet with the parties. And the parties were just this way of saying, fuck all responsibility. I'm going to go and I'm going to lose myself for a Saturday night. And in a lot of ways, I, th- I think that you hit it on the head um, with, these, with these uber rich and in their parties right they've got nothing they're doing nothing one of the one of the best ways to see it and one of the ways that i think that it, the movie does beautifully is our introduction to daisy to daisy and jordan um, and if you see the 1970s version with robert redford they do the same thing even though mia farrow is terrible in that movie um, but you know fitzgerald she or he he describes it the same way that you get these two women who are just lounging on this couch and they're so bored that they can't even stand up right they just they're just they're just like there's no reason
0: to live. Well, they're like so Jordan, rich. Jordan, the professional golfer, makes a comment. You know, I've been sitting here longer than I can remember.
3: Exactly. And so the parties were that outlet. Yeah, yeah. So they are sitting there. They they have no life, and so they want something to make them feel purposeful and alive. And the parties do that.
0: And the okay. So here's a question I have, and this is just kind of uh, character development. We're talking about Tom. Who well, I think of all the actors in the movie, I think Tom did the best job. Joel. Joel, I think th- he was he was the best suited. I think his his physicality was right. I thought his attitude was right. He's
2: a prick. He was a, v- a huge prick.
3: Way, in, in the '70s version, Bruce Dern plays. Oh, okay, Tom. yeah. Terrible, yeah, cast. <laughs> terrible <laughs> cast. But I do, I would agree. Joel Edgerton, great.
0: So, but Tom is clearly cheating on Daisy with someone else. And and my problem with the movie versus the book is the book. You actually got a very clear picture of who it was. You knew that it was at that roadside stop. You knew that he was shtupping the uh, the 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 wife of Myrtle, yeah, Myrtle. And this, I almost felt like it was was that a first time that's happened. Is this new or is this old? Like, I I didn't get a clear timeline because it was all wrapped up in this fantastical a uh, visuals. There's a lot going on. on. A very red apartment with nine people, and like that's not what the book was. I, <laughs> think, I think
3: well I think that that comes down to to Lerman style, and I don't want to keep saying it's Lerman style, but. To go so fast, right? And he crams a scene that should be, say, three minutes. And nuanced. And nuanced into a minute and a half, minute and 15 seconds. And literally, you have everything from, um, you know, my, my God. When, uh, when that party in the apartment happens, I think it's terrible. I, and I think it's just terrible because, yeah, you lose everything. I think it's terrible up until a point when, when Nick finally gets drunk and he's just kind of like outside of himself. I think it, it's really good there. But you're right, it's, it's so unclear exactly what's happening, because it's happening so fast, and you have so many cuts and you
0: have so, many, uh, so much camera movement, it's just neurotic. Well, and I knew that Jason Clark was going to kill Gatsby, right? So you knew the whole I mean if you've read the book, you know that the um, what was his name in the George George. And for, for me, it's like we met him briefly once, maybe once.:
3: well, And that's the problem is, is in the, the story itself, the book. He's known George Wilson oh wait Gatsby? I'm
0: no no Tom. Tom
3: yeah he knows he's known George uh, Wilson a long time.
0: and right? they have had a lot of interactions there's, and they stop and have drinks together in businesses. The yeah. And there's a relationship there and you kn- you then I mean, they didn't even talk about it on the screen the fact that Tom said, oh, it was the yellow car. Well, that's Gatsby's car. he he, br- he actually Tom put the pieces together that allowed what's his name? george to go kill gatsby
1: he actually did that to george when he actually took him to the side and he actually kind of plant the seed regarding to hey you know this was him this was, was his yellow card
0: i guess it was so rushed i did and there was no relationship previously i didn't know how long they'd known each other
1: That's again that's ba's situation of like you know trying to cram so many things that are happening on we're going to get lost into the whole like lifestyle he's form of, over yeah. substance
0: he's he's visuals over story and I think that's, I, I think it's true. I think he's visuals over a story every time.
1: Let's yeah. talk about the first time you actually see Leonardo DiCaprio in that party. You know where he actually His comes. His oh. I mean,
2: uh, uh, for what it was. Wor- first saw him. That it was like it was like okay. Like, it's I, the meme it. of
1: all memes right there yeah. when you see that man. And it,
2: seriously, that's when you're like, fuck, that is a movie fucking star right there. I, I definitely agree. I wish uh, Toby Maguire was not the part because you know in the, it would have been so cool to see like JGL in there. Yeah, I uh, even think he would have been a little too. Um, just somebody who was less. I understand what you are saying. Yeah, yeah, just somebody who was a little bit less. I don't know something about the voice. I don't know why, but it was just like, as soon as you saw Leo, and he, how he just turns around and he just gives you that like little wine. I don't know what that what the, that glass it's was. It's a coupe. It's called it's a, a coupe. coupe. I was yeah. gonna say. I knew you knew Champagne it. Champagne coupe. It's Same just, thing we're drinking out of yeah, right now.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> It was just like you get the like, oh, you, it's like you've been longing for. it's like, "Where the hell is this Gatsby guy? It's like where he's over there? he's over here, he's over there. When's he going to come up?" And you finally see him, and it's just like, oh, this is yeah. it, it was a, that first party I enjoyed watching, and after that I got really lost. it was like, okay, well, it's not calming down. Like it's, it's 24/ 7. Just go, 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 go go. But I think here's, here's go, 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 Alternative, go, alternative
0: castings for a Nick that I think this is based on people bitching, right? West Bentley. I think he would have been fantastic, Joseph Gordon. Yes, yeah, jo- yes. he's because he's subtle and and soft. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, I'm not a huge fan. I'm of. a huge fan. Ryan of Gosling would have been great. I, thought
1: he, I think he yes. would have been great as the lead.
2: Yes,
0: yeah. Oh, uh, Ryan Gosling could have gone, gone either way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because he can play down and he could play up. Exactly. Um, it's just. To me, Leo was not the problem. Leo, the first time you Leo see Leo, is fantastic. Is you, you, he embodies Gatsby, and all I could think that about is meme
3: is is such a perfect introduction to him. Yeah, With the fireworks exploding in the
2: its perfect. It was cool to see Leo as Tom,
0: and who would have been Gats?
2: Ryan Gosling. Uh, Brad Pitt. Ryan Gosling.
1: Mm. Ryan Gosling. Who are you? we've been seeing Ryan Gosling, dude. Yeah,
2: he, he's taking <laughs> pictures over here. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, so, like, uh, and, and, then, and, and this is funny though. It's like it wasn't believable because it's like, okay, this uh, Tom McGuire lives right next door with a little tiny house, with a little cottage.
1: Now, does that happen in the book? Yeah.
2: Yeah, 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 Are they in the Hamptons? A so also, no, so the, the Hamptons? So they're no. the vibe of the Hamptons—they're in Long
0: Island. So they're um. Right before
2: the Great Depression, it felt like. I don't know why. Uh, I kept feeling yeah, like it, it was right it's, before. It's, it's yeah, it's a big boom right it before. 20, the, it was like uh, 20, 1922, was, but the depression was like the 20 1928, now, did, Does this
1: take from 1922 to 1926?
3: 1920, yeah, 1928. It's, it's, so this actually takes place over a couple months.
1: Oh, in a couple months. Mm-hmm. That's it.
3: From him meeting Gatsby to Gatsby dying, it takes place. A summer. Yeah, a summer. So a summer. probably two months.
0: Oh shit! But the the movie or the, the movie kind of stretched it out. I, I was reading that it was anyway. it Doesn't matter. <clears throat> My problem now I can't keep saying that because there was part of this parts of this movie that I really appreciated. Like I really liked. Uh, I was I was we were about thirty seven minutes in. We had just met Gatsby, and I called yeah. Brandon and I said, I don't know if I can watch this movie anymore. Like I, I, it's literally every time Tobey Maguire has a voiceover, it makes me want to turn it off.
1: Uh, I was having the same situation with the, how the camera. Like I know, like you don't like motion camera, fucking. you oh, know, see, yeah, yeah, it did not bother me. But it, it does bother me when there's like just cuts, edits, 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 edits. You know, and just so like that, yeah. and I get it. Like okay, shit, it is the fucking party of the parties. You know, it's a lifestyle. I just wish it was kind of like just brought down just a little bit to actually focus on the characters and what you know, instead of like the surroundings around them.
0: See, and I think if if the movie was more like the second half than the first half, all the way through, I think you'd have had a better movie. Because the relationship between Daisy and Gatsby, I think, was very well developed. It's I think so that part... What do you think, Brandon? I mean, I think that portion of the of the movie, it, it hit a thread for me. So,
3: I'm going to sound like a broken, broken record. So, I think of the movie Australia, right? And if you've seen Australia, it's a long movie. And it's really, in a lot of ways, two different movies. You've got this neurotic, crazy, fast-cutting Baz Lerman beginning where things are just happening and you're like what the hell how much speed is this dude do on right now and then all of a sudden halfway through them the movie it becomes this slow people story and you're like oh this is really really good right that's what he does is he starts off like Usain Bolt out of the gate yeah and then all of a sudden he he finishes with kind of this weird beautiful ballet of characters he does the same thing here right as soon as Gatsby and Daisy meet the movie slows down we get to know the characters, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, this is what I want to see. This is this
0: this people story and when that you, we want. When you start to peel back the layers of Gatsby, even in the first meeting between him and Daisy, you start, like at, at Nick Caraway's Nick cottage, um, with all the flowers and stuff, you start to see who Gatsby really is, which is not this big party-throwing boss. He's an immature... Insecure. He's insecure he He's not sure of himself, and... That suit that he's wearing, the white suit, I, the clothes are fantastic. I, if I was capable, I would be, I would dress like Gatsby. Well, well yeah. Day. Didn't they win like an Academy Award for like yeah. best
2: costume? I feel like Elijah Wood. That's who I was trying to think of. Okay, I could see that Elijah that would Wood. be fucking I feel good. Like that's, good would have done that's a good one. That's a good one. It's like the same type of style, but a little right. tone it down a little bit. Better. His feet are too hairy.
0: Only in Hobbiton. <laughs> oh shit. Okay. Anyway, so I feel like uh, I feel like the 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 costumes were fantastic. I feel like Leo was fantastic. Costumes are dope. And as soon as he met Carrie Mulligan, as soon as they started to develop their relationship, all of a sudden I feel like the movie went like it did one of those whoosh, when it just slowed down. And all of a sudden you had this beautiful development. Um, yeah. But I do think at that point it's almost too late, almost too
3: late. Yeah. We've already kind of got this weird taste in our mouth that okay. doesn't doesn't
0: fully go away. And and you had like, I mean, there's one thing to be flashy and to to, to show a lot on screen Boz Lerman, I think, didn't even do justice to the cars or to the house. That house was stunning, and you barely saw any of it because the camera kept sh- uh, kept cutting from one thing to the next. You had this gorgeous yellow car. You actually never got a really great look at the car well, and until that, like
3: the end. Yeah, and one thing that really pisses me off about, so I think of, um, well, there's two real major key driving scenes. One is where Gatsby's driving Nick uh, to the club, Right, and they're talking to meet Wolfsheim. To meet Wolfsheim. Um, so you got that one. Not so much in that one, but let's talk about the other big one, right? Where you have Tom, kind of racing Gatsby in their two different uh, opposite cars, right? Tom's driving uh, Gatsby's car, and vice versa. It's so CGI'd and so unrealistically kind of cartoonish. It's almost it graphic novel. Yeah, it takes. A, it, it, does it is have a very Sin city very vibe much the city, yeah. and it looks so bad. And there's another scene. Where um where Gatsby's talking to Nick and the background is clearly CGI'd. And
1: oh, it really bothered me. It does yeah, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about when he, they're actually like In the know, end of the pier. In the end of the pier and you're just like, yes. fuck, yes. come on, yo. I mean it does take away from the film like you're like, shit, I, you have the it's you have awesome. the 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 ability to make something great here and you're just kind of pissing it away. And like you're right. There is some elements to this movie where just like fuck I do really enjoy the fucking like the doom love story of of Daisy and Jay, but the surroundings around it I'm just like I couldn't get behind it most of the time.
2: I mean, after this movie, it did take an effect with the whole hairstyle, with the whole dressing up, and it kind of came back to a real fast kick of like that style of, of Gatsby-style dre- style, Gatsby yeah. style of clothing. So that I mean, I should cool. I did a whole uh, Halloween party around yeah, it. That was that was interesting and fun to do that, but uh, overall, it just, the movie was just like, you enjoyed it after... But after a couple of years, it's just like, OK, you forgot. And I, I do
0: feel like the feeling of Gatsby of the movie is better than the movie itself. I so it's, uh, I don't know. There's a bunch of movies. I can't think of any off the top of my head, of course, because I'm just tired and can't think. And drunk. But there's, and drunk. But there's movies out there where the feeling of the movie is better than the actual movie, I like would, the, I'm the
3: gonna memory. Piss, I'm going to piss OK. Uh, a movie where I feel that way 1,000% is Breakfast Club. Oh my God! Ooh. I know I know I knew it was gonna piss you off, but to me, I love thinking about that movie, and I love saying that I love the movie, but then when I watch it, I'm like, oh, I don't really care about it as much as I want to
1: i'll I'll, I'll do with it. It's kind of like the, the movie that we reviewed earlier this season, Reffi at Tiffanys. I feel like people mm-hmm. seriously think, oh, I love Breath of the Tiffanys, but I don't think people actually. Watch it, it. you know, you know, the it's the concept over over the actuality.
3: Yeah, Yeah. not even quality, but
0: yeah, but it's it's the same thing. I think I think a lot of people now that I think about with like three hundred. I think it's no, cool. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. no. So Hold on. Or, or Point Break. Oh, no, hold on. Okay. It's cooler it, to have the poster on your wall in college than to actually get in there and watch the movie and 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 understand what's the you know what's going on. I have um. to agree with you with Point
1: yeah. Break. I love fucking Point Break. Eddie loves fucking Point Break. We will fucking take it to the graves. But I, I love do. Point Break. But, but no, I I honestly believe that there's people that go. I love Point Break just to say that. I love Point Break. Right.
0: Because it's popular.
1: It's because yeah, you just want to fit in and,
0: and everything. I was one of those people with The Godfather. Like Godfather I Godfather
2: sucks compared to the Point Blit Break. Yeah, you're full of shit. Point Break. Godfather Point, I'm is I'm so tired. God, I'm so tired.
1: Godfather,
0: but The Godfather, I thought, you know, oh, you know, it's cool to like The Godfather and to like Casino and to like all these gangster movies. I fucking and hate then the I casino. actually fucking watched them and I was like, oh shit, this movie's really good. Like it's a, there's there's the opposite there, I feel like. All right. So uh, as we kind of go uh, through the story, we've got Tom and um, we haven't really caught up on plot at all. We've got Tom and Daisy and Jordan and they're on one side of the island. You've got Nick and uh, Gatsby on the other side of the island. And you've basically got this forced introduction where um, Gatsby wants to be introduced or reintroduced to Daisy. Uh, they get reintroduced. They start a love affair. And as that kind of percolates you've got kind of a, a a character in tom that is getting more and more frustrated with uh their not, relationship not, not being the winner i mean right. that's all tom cares about right he he
3: honestly in the Gee big Honor. scheme of thing, yeah he doesn't care that daisy's even cheating on him except for the fact that it shows that he's weak or i He's not good enough to to have her.
0: What what I thought was, was what, all what I thought was interesting too is that he it was and Daisy were doing exactly the same thing to each other. They were both cheating with another partner, and Tom's was visceral and uh, tawdry and with uh, you know roadside uh, help, and Daisy's was real love, true real love.
3: Well, I think it's real love on Gatsby's part, and I don't think it's real love on Daisy. And this yeah. is one of the most debated things. Is is Daisy a decent person no, or is she she's somebody wrapped no. up she's a shit. she is a shit. I would argue that. <laughs> I do no. argue that. Uh, I, I, every time I read it, which is every year, I, I get mad at her.
0: And, and but, I understand but she's then, not
3: but she's not in for love. But I understand that. She's then in for the Tom, escape.
0: Why why they put Tom in the sanitarium or why they, they gave Tom that or I'm sorry, Nick that problem is because he's the one who should have and could have proved to Gatsby the truth and he didn't. It was up to him and he failed. I feel like not not in reality, but in his mind.
1: Uh, it was kind of also a little annoying with uh, with Jay's character, or I'm sorry, Leo's character, Jay, always trying to like make Daisy like go, yeah, just say it, just you, you know, you know, you're gonna be with me, you're gonna be with me, you're gonna be with me, you know, trying to persuade her to come over to his side, and to the point where you know it's just like fuck, don't you fucking see that this person is so unpredictable that you don't know what you're going for.
2: Almost felt like it was rushed too. I don't know why. Just like little like the scenes I've. Like I think you, uh, Sean, you said it, or Brandon, you might have said it. But like the scenes that they try to drawn out a little bit more and actually uh, character growth, they like rushed areas. I was like, okay, well, we're, I feel like we're rushing certain. Scenes and compared to the other scenes are like okay, well we're just going straight back to a party. Sin City feel like with these these uh, scenes almost and CGI all over the place, green screens. And it was just a little bit too much of a, a, a yeah. green screen. Yeah.
0: How does a two hour plus movie feel rushed? Yeah. Like really I mean, honestly, how how how, yeah. how how yeah. Do, how do you do that? Like how do you fail that hard? Yeah. Like that's that's pretty miserable. So so some fun
3: facts uh, slash a fun fact that I've I've come across because. Uh this is something that I've been, uh, I have been I give from my students is okay so if you look at it the history of Daisy and Gatsby and their relationship right she was in love with him but ultimately she couldn't love him because he, he was wasn't poor. he wasn't rich um you know and and so many people get this wrong so I'm going to help all of you who are going to study for your high school <laughs> class I'm boring you sorry Sean he
2: wasn't rich he was rich, but he wasn't wealthy. Well, he he wasn't even that. No, he he wasn't even was he was poor, poor.
3: He was poor, poor. And so, in uh, everybody thinks that Daisy says the line, "Rich girls don't marry poor boys." In the book, that's actually written for the '70s f- film version, right? That that's the movie says that, but not the book. But ultimately, that's what it comes down to. And then, right after that, we get word that um, that Tom gave Daisy uh, a necklace worth three hundred fifty thousand dollars. And so I. Did a little bit of calculating with my mathematical skills slash Google. Uh, and right now, anybody want to take a guess of, of what $350,000 in 1922 would, or 1920s would be? 3. 17 million. 4. 3.54. It would be $5,370,000, which in the movie and in the book, but in the movie, they really show her she destroys the necklace. I mean, there's that angst in her in that moment, but ultimately, I mean, what, do you, what is it that you,
0: th- how, why does she. I think she is fickle. I think she is someone who doesn't understand. She's living in a world where reality doesn't exist.
1: She's chasing the sun. That's what it is. Okay. That's what she She's chasing, like, whatever the light that, you know, desires for her. That's what she wants. Yeah.
2: For her, it's like the dress is green on the other other side.
0: Okay. I get that. But I guess my criticism is. It's the
2: what if. It's like, the what if. let Let me get a little taste of both sides
0: but she only got interested in in Gatsby when he was rich
2: after her own things in.
0: right after tom is cheating on her and treating her like crap and what i don't understand so kind of fast forward to the what my favorite scene of the movie by far and i thought it was wonderful is the lunch scene leading into the scene at the grand what hotel uh, whatever waldorf whatever Hot it was hotel? yeah, yeah. And that's something that the book does beautifully is it sets up this this idea that summer the summer is inordinately hot in Long Island, and that's part of the lethargicness of the rich people is that they are almost so hot and so bored that they don't want to move am i oh totally there's
3: that, and then also heat makes you short temper or short turd tempered right um but yeah that that lunch and is, a bunch, is of gr- <laughs> bunch of alcohol a bunch of alcohol. Um, I love the scene. You're probably going to talk about it, but the, it's not a scene. But the shot when um, when Gatsby lights the cigarette for Daisy mm-hmm. and and Nick with his voiceover says um, that that basically she told Tom that she loved Gatsby without saying anything. Right in that moment, in that look, yeah, it's beautiful and it's done really, really well. Again, this is the last half of the movie, so Lerman's found his slower. Footing, Yeah.
0: But then he speeds it up again, but not so fast that it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um It's almost like he. So I don't mean to keep bringing back to Spielberg, but um, I feel like every podcast is, is about a Spielberg movie. But what Spielberg does beautifully is he sets a uh, he sets something in motion and it keeps building in toward the end. Uh, it keeps building every every 15 minutes. It gets a little faster. It gets a little faster. It gets a little faster. It's like Boz lerman has got to learn how to pace the movie better and pace himself better because it starts and it stops because lunch is great, then the conversation in the hotel is great, but then all of a sudden they speed through the whole reason Gatsby dies, yeah. which is that Daisy's in the car, that Daisy hits the what, uh, Isla Fisher, Myrtle, Myrtle, that Daisy is, you know, that whole section is almost Rush. in double time rushed through. And I don't get I, I don't get in the book. You got a really nice, not nice. That's not the right word. You got a really satisfying reason as to why Gatsby died. I didn't get that in the book in the movie. Or in the movie. Yeah. I didn't get this out of satisfaction because like, I've seen Jason Clark for a total of seven minutes. That's so so something that I, I feel i
3: I, I want to get you guys opinion. So in the book, right, for chapters and chapters, really, honestly, for the entire book, Gatsby's a mystery. Nobody knows anything about Gatsby. They do it a little bit in the movie with, like, he's second cousin cousin of the minutes. Right? Where we don't really know who the hell Gatsby is. He's just this elusive mystery character. He's almost always in the shadows. We don't really even know... Um, a lot of times, we don't even know if he's really real or if he's just a figment of people's imagination. He's so mysterious. To me, I felt like we lost that in the movie that he was so humanized, and I think it's because it's Leo. Um, but did you guys feel the mystery behind Gatsby, or was he more of just like a character in the story? It started.
2: It started off that way, and like how you, all of a sudden, it's like as soon as like, oh, this guy is just another guy, and and it it showed you, uh, all his. His flaws, and I don't like that because I I also led to believe from the the story, from what I knew about The Great Gatsby, it's like, oh, this guy was like a a legend. like There's not much about him, and he always was this person, that uh, this mysterious person that just, you know, you didn't know what was true, what was false. And then in this movie, all of a sudden, it was just like, oh, this guy is almost kind of like a dick, a a douche.
0: It's almost like he started to crumble too fast. It's almost like they should have held off the crumbling and actually until lunch when he says or until the the hotel when tom confronts him and says i you know you're just nothing more than a bootlegger you're you, you, there's everything that was and i thought that was one of the best parts once again my favorite two scenes when he says there is a huge difference between you and me and her and you. Your wealth is not the same as our wealth. It's not the same.
1: That's part of it why he actually broke down. But the part of it is like him, like actually her just not accepting his love. You know, he's like, you know, say something, speak something. And she just totally fucking just goes back to her old ways and everything like that.
3: Yeah. Now, one thing that really, I mean, like I said, I'm biased because this book means a lot to me. Um, but something that absolutely pisses me off with this movie. Just as much as Nick being in the sanatorium, which I do understand why they did it, but it just bothers me they did it. Uh, but in the book, Nick never loses his cool. He never reaches back like he's going to beat the shit out of Tom. And to me, when when Gatsby breaks, it takes all of the power that is his character and it basically throws it out the window. So, I mean, that's just my opinion um, it, I'm sorry, so Nick if, never breaks
0: or Gatsby never Gatsby breaks? Gatsby never breaks. So you said Nick I'm sorry. Did I,
3: damn it, let me start it over so when Gatsby reaches back and he's about to beat the shit out of Tom, that never really happens in the book he he doesn't really lose his temper, he doesn't terrify Daisy and, and have everybody look at him like oh, right, he always carries this air of mystery. He always and keeps calm. his facade. And, and I want to get you guys opinion just on, on when Gatsby loses his shit in the hotel, is that something that you see as, okay, that's that's makes sense and that's normal, or is that something that you would have rather seen him been
1: more stoic? I feel like, seriously, that was typical Leonardo DiCaprio. Like, okay, this is where he, like, loses his shit and just oh, acts... Really, really. Yeah, Romeo and Juliet. So like the Tom yeah, Cruise. Yeah, yeah, like Django and Chang, you know, where he just goes fucking completely left field to right field at the same time. I just would have liked it to just been just a more different type of a direction where it's like, just didn't make sense to me. Like, why all of a sudden... That was going to break
2: I think overall it's like how you, you kind of said it earlier, you nailed it a little bit it's a typical leo like almost like it's like oh like I've seen this part of before in other movies of Leo, so it was just like okay he just he's going have a loose canyon all of a sudden it's like the actor i don 't know if it's because of him, but all of a sudden like his just his personality or his persona it took over the character of the Gatsby.
0: i think I think you're right. I also think that there is an element that I don't think Boslerman read or understood the source material. And I think that he actually thought that Gatsby broke based on uh, not being what Daisy needed. That Gatsby as a character, when confronted with the truth that he wasn't of the same echelon as Tom, as as Daisy, as that kind of ilk, even though he put all these parties, even though he had done all this stuff, he never quite got there. And he was confronted about it. He broke and cracked. And that energy is why Daisy got in the car, is why she killed Myrtle. Because if you read the book, there's not a real causality between Daisy's, other than blowing off steam, killing of Myrtle. Like, there's no reason why she was out there and aggressive. Myrtle ran into the middle of the road, by the way, because her husband was beating her.
3: Well, I think uh, I, I mean it's always been an accident. I don't think that there was any intention behind but it. But I feel
0: like they they made it Oh, I see. What you're yeah, yeah, they they gave the oh, okay. they yeah. gave the accident a higher intent that she was crazy because he went he broke. And it's like, well, that's not what happened. They were driving home." Total accident. Total accident. The
3: only thing that they did wrong is, go. is to leave.
0: And that was Gatsby <laughs> protecting Daisy.
1: So, in the end right now, this is where like everyone is like totally like hating Gatsby, talking shit about him. No, but you know, like all of the, the bad press and everything like that, you know, he's respecting all know, the truth, you know, all know, the yeah. quote-unquote truth is yeah. coming out.
0: No, so uh, and Gatsby finally um gets killed by uh Wilson?
3: Yes, George Wilson.
0: George Wilson.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that that scene was pretty epic though. I I'm not going to lie. I think the scene of him yeah.
3: right when when he jumps in the pool and he just you see Wilson just walking kind of yeah. in the background. I mean, that's probably one of the best shots, single shots of the whole movie. Is because it it's you know, you know what's going to happen. Or at least if you don't know, you really suspect what's gonna happen. And it's creepy. Right.
2: Very creepy.
0: I, I just felt like the movie could have been so good and they just butchered it.
2: Very creepy. I felt like it was like, oh, okay, it's over. And it's very creepy. The, yeah. I, I I agree with Sean. It was like it was a, a creepy or brand, it was a creepy moment and it could have been a great movie, like how Sean was saying. And just it, like that scene was so cool, but I felt like it was like, oh, 20 minutes too soon.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, come to find out, Daisy ends up staying with Tom, and they leave West Egg or East Egg or North Egg or South Egg, wherever egg they're at. The,
2: the house goes... East Egg. The house the, the house going down was kind of depressing.
0: Just the whole ending of the movie, to me, felt perfunctory. It felt like you didn't really get a wrap-up with any of the characters. And and really... It was in, very quick. In the novel, you did. You got this really uh, nuanced reason why Gatsby died. It was, You
3: get his dad coming, which... It makes me sad that they don't incorporate that yeah. character, right? It's true. He dies, it's over. Um, where in the book, there's still a whole other chapter where the dad comes and gets to see what his son made of his life. Really? And it's this beautiful, beautiful, yeah, beautiful character uh, characterization of Gatsby as a person. And it's that's what makes it so nice, is that in the book, it's not until after he's dead that he becomes kind of a human being. Where I feel like in the movie, he becomes a human being, Way before he dies. So when he dies, he's no longer the legend like you know we were mentioning or you were mentioning it. But he's just a guy who died, and that's I mean that's not what this book is. It's a great Gatsby. We don't get a great Gatsby. We get a a a challenged
2: middle-aged. We get a human Gatsby. Gatsby. Yeah. A little immature Gatsby too. Pre
1: immature or immature?
2: We do either immature.
1: That brings us to the end of our review. Now it's Maybe a little prematurely. (laughs) (laughs) Now it's time for the podcast where each of the hosts provides their score on our scale 0 to 5. Eddie, can you take us through our scale, please?
2: Yes, I can. All right. Zero, the perfect movie. Don't need shit to enjoy it. One, a feel good first hot tail. Two, a happy buzz. Three, you're going to Uber or lifting home. Four, a rough morning watch a shame. Five, you blackout, shit face, spring break drunk. All right, gentlemen, let's start with Jeremiah.
1: So this was my first time seeing The Great Gatsby. Uh, I didn't see it when it was all hyped up in 2013 and everything. Did it? Nope. Didn't care for it too much. (laughs) Um, This movie really takes you to this uncertain reality lifestyle, how people can lose themselves and everything like that. And I'm not really about seeing something like that. I mean, people like staring at the sun, chasing the sun. I think the cast was not that bad, actually. I think Leo was Leo. Um, The clothes... The visuals, the style, the sets, you know, was on point. But I'm not really a Baz fan, you know. I'm not really about his style when he does his films. Like, it feels like you're on a fucking acid trip sometimes, most of the time. The problem is, is that this movie felt like a music video. It felt like it was trying to be on this MTV vibe type. And I didn't want that. I was expecting something more, I don't know. Maybe just something more classy, I guess. You know, I was hoping that something more be more about the twenties and things like that. Uh, I'm more excited to actually read the novel more than anything to see this movie again. So to me, this is a, a three drink. This is an Uber lifting home with uh, a little extra shot. So it's a three point five for me.
0: All right, uh, Eddie, who's next? Let's do it myself.
2: <laughs> why are you Why are you looking at me that way? All right, so. This is a story of a pretty much of a man whose his quest leads him from poverty to wealth and into the arms of his beloved and then eventually to death. Did you write this? I liked it. Yes, I oh, did. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I did it. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> Fuck. but, uh, Champagne <laughs> yeah. but, um, uh, there's so many different scenes. I, I, there's parts of this movie I really enjoyed and like, there was, it was almost, I really felt like, like how Jeremiah was saying, uh, it was like leaning towards of a music video, so it almost felt like it was a musical, and that kind of made sense with how uh, I guess Moulin Rouge and uh, everything was channelled. But it was like pick a pick a lane and stay with it. Um, it was a little bit of Sin City vibe as well, like this weird vibe of everything's just super fast, and I wish it would slow down and become more of just a regular classical, uh, just a, more more of a, a classic movie vibe to this to this great novel. Um, I. I do look forward to reading this book again. Uh, I just don't look forward to watching this movie again. <laughs> uh, um, this one of those movies, though, I do recommend you have at least you have to watch at least once, but that's all it's going to take. You watch it once, and you t- only because you have to see the, the best side of how great the book is. I think it makes you realize how great the book is once you watch the movie. Uh, personally, I don't know. Uh, that's how I feel. So I'm going to give this uh, a four. Personally, I'm a Rough watch Watcher. Shame. All right, uh, Sean.
0: Uh, I I haven't really been shy about how I felt about the movie the whole time. Um, I think that it it I, I tried to separate it because I I read dress. I started Jurassic Park. I'm about halfway through it. Um, That's a book. <laughs> yeah, and and th- that vastly difference differs from the movie. Um, but to me, the 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 movie doesn't affect the book at all. It doesn't change the meaning of the book. To here, it's almost like the the main characters, even the director, all but Leo, didn't read the source material, didn't understand what the characters were supposed to do. It's almost like they said, hey, let's make a really fun 20s movie. Oh, and by the way, it's like Romeo and Juliet, and the guy dies at the end. And I'm like, well, you didn't even do that one good. Like, I mean, if you look at Romeo and Juliet, okay, so per, this just hit my head Romeo and Juliet, Leo, and Claire Danes.
1: Claire Danes. Claire Danes
0: yeah. Totally reimagining of Leonard of, of of Romeo and Juliet, fantastic, great. If this was a totally reimagined version of Great Gatsby, I'm in, I'm on board. If you change it, I'm on board. If you, like I said, if you make it, um, I think you could have made it racial. I think you could have brought in an African American into a highfalutin um, uh, New York. I think it would the, the racial tensions. I think it would have been a really interesting story. They didn't. They mm-hmm. just tried to make a remake of the 1974 movie. They didn't understand the themes. They didn't understand how deep the characters were. And they tried to... Make it pretty by making the parties really big and with fireworks, and to me it's it's i, I don't mean to to be negative about the millennial generation, but it almost is like it was, they're trying to appeal to millennials. It was form over substance, who cares what the characters are thinking or the logic or it was all about how the movies and the bright colors made you feel, and the yeah the dancing it's just. Uh, it just didn't strike it didn't strike a chord for me in any way shape fuck. or form uh, i thought it was I, it's close to the the worst movie that we've reviewed um i think to all the boys we loved before is pretty much no, the worst movie i've need, ever you seen you need in to my hold life.
1: off on that jesus christ the yes. worst
0: movie i've ever take seen in my life take
1: there a God. seat all right take a seat
0: terrible so i'm going to give this a 4.5 a rough morning walk of shame with a little extra shot fuck you are almost clock out on this one <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I'm almost blackout. Shit. I gave uh, to all the boys I love before a 5.5. So <sighs> such a ridiculous. I mean, score. Okay. Uh,
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah, well,
0: 4.5. It just it didn't hit on any. It didn't hit on anything.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, uh, first off, it makes my English heart sore. Not not English as in like nationality. Uh, my English teacher heart sore. Uh when I hear you guys say that you're interested in reading the in the book because I mean I can't geek out enough about this book. Uh I think it, it is it's a perfect book, right? It's 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 a zero if we're talking books. I respect Baz Luhrmann a lot. I love Moulin Rouge, I like Australia, I really appreciate Romeo and Juliet. Um Would I really like Romeo his Romeo plus Juliet. Um to be fair. But one of the things that I, I, I just, it bothers me is when uh, you take something perfect and you create flaws to make it unperfect. And I feel that's what Boz Lerman did. Whether we want to say that he didn't know the source material, I think that that's definitely a good argument. Or if it's that he was trying to do too much with it, I think that might be something too. Uh, I think he was trying to create kind of a, uh, a metaphor in, not really a metaphor. An equal sign, really, between 1920s American culture and 2010s culture. I think he tried to do it. I think he just didn't succeed. And you know, sometimes you try and it doesn't work, but you can applaud the the trial. And I want to do that. I want to do that so badly. But when you take something that's precious to me, <laughs>
0: he no,
1: it's personal. No, it's personal. It becomes so <laughs>
3: goddamn personal. And no, I don't think it's a five movie. Um, but I do think that this is a movie that has so many flaws that when I really look at it and analyze it, it makes me angrier and angrier. And we're sitting here, the, I'm sitting here the last 52 minutes or however long we've been doing this, and I'm pissed because I just you want to take my more. baby, <laughs> and then you go and say, Your baby's not pretty.
0: I didn't know he did Romeo vs Juliet. He did. I really love that movie. He did. <laughs>
3: <clears throat> Bass Larman's amazing. Um, no, and so I'm going to go ahead and and say it's a four. I, I appreciate what he tried to do, so that's uh. why it's not a five. But ultimately, I want in my heart to give it a five because you took my baby and you ruined her. Um, well, you didn't ruin her you because did, she's guess, still beautiful. Um, <laughs> I get to go and and read and teach uh, and talk about this book every year, and that's uh, something I love. But guess what I'm not going to be doing each and every year? Appreciating this
2: movie. All right, get off your high horse. Go for it.
0: Uh, When we combine the scores, Eddie, and Divide by Four, what does Great Gatsby earn?
2: A four. (laughs) Whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. Do that again? A four. A four? (laughs) Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our first four on our list. So it's our worst movie. This is, hands down, the worst movie of our list. Guess what? I feel so bad. The Bill too. It's, it's Leo. is not the worst movie anymore. You're lying. It is a four. It's the first four. It's our first four on our list. About
0: wow. Time.
2: About time we get a four.
1: Holy shit. So it balls. is officially
0: uh, entered into as our worst movie
2: that we've reviewed. At least we're all to the degree on you that.
0: You know, and, but we all can also agree that Leo was not the problem. He wasn't
2: Leo the problem. Leo was <laughs> not the problem. <laughs> Everyone else was the problem. It just shows you that having a great actor is not all you need in the movie. You also need a whole bunch of other stuff.
0: All right. If you enjoyed our review or if a fan of the podcast, we ask that you please subscribe wherever you're listening and leave us a five star review on iTunes. If you're interested, you can find us on Instagram at podcast. You can visit our website at thegentlemanpodcast.com Or if you want to, you can reach us at hosts at, with an S at Gentlemanpodcast.com. For legal reasons, we don't condone or encourage anyone under the age of 21 to drink along with us. And of course, because we live in a ridiculous society where people are stupid,
2: stupid,
0: we must ask you please not to drink and drive if you're listening to us in the car. Uh, Eddie, why don't you give us a couple of shout outs?
2: Shout out to Glendale, California, uh, Burnsville, Minnesota, St. Paul, Minnesota, also uh, La Vista, Nebraska. Go, you. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All you listeners
1: in La Vista, what <laughs> up, yo? La Vista. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about.
0: Uh, and uh, Jeremy, what do we got coming up? I think we're rounding out our last movie of our literature uh, themed movies. What is it? Doot. You are a wizard, Harry. It's The one that chooses the wizard. It's not always clear why. <laughs>
1: it's pronounced... It's Liviosa, not Liviosa. <laughs> not Liviosa. <laughs> not Liviosa. <laughs> yes, we are going to the Harry Potter world. Finally, this podcast... Step right. off,
0: witches! Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, or the, for those of you in Europe, in the UK... Harry Potter: The Philosopher's Stone.
1: The Philosopher's Stone. Coming
0: home. <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, and uh, enjoy the rest of your week.
2: See you at
0: nine and three Cheers. It's platform nine and three quarters.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. oh. The worst
3: one.